Welcome everybody to another episode of CIR Live Asian Pursuit. Um, as you can see from the pre-show, we're having a pretty good time. Um, but we're here with Abel Hage and Kim Tui to talk about long-term rental investment properties. Mm -hmm. And you guys have so much experience. Thank you so much for being with us today and Glad sharing your knowledge. Happy to be here. <laughs> it's too much excitement in the room. <laughs> we decided that we need to make this an afternoon drink yeah. uh, out of uh, rather than coffee, but uh, <laughs> we'll get uh -huh. through it. You, you have so much amazing skill set that people are going to see here, so we're so excited to get into the knowledge. Totally. So let's start with um, a little bit about your experience doing this. Start off, Abe. How'd you get into this? Yeah. Well, everybody knows real estate's the way to invest, and uh, just like anybody else, I want to put my foot into... Uh, get my foot into the, into the, into the market and start buying uh, rentals. And pretty much it's a long-term goal. And just like we were talking earlier, it's, it's really um, a retirement plan, if anything. So started off as, it was a slower start, but uh, started off with the first one, worked on to the second, worked on to the third, and then start getting to different things. But ultimately the goal is it's a retirement plan. So, you know, I just want to touch on that for a nice. second because you said, oh, everybody knows it's just, you just invest in real estate, but they don't know. They, they, they say they know, but they don't do it. And it's true. It's like you it's guys, the way to go. Yeah, way to go. <laughs> you guys took action. You yes. guys took action. So appreciate that. Kim, your background. Uh, I, much the same. I started uh, purchasing property in Ontario when I was much younger and uh, started with a seven unit complex building and then just kind of went from there. But it's a long term. Sure. So Kim, um, but you have, uh, you have a portfolio that you've built over time and something that again, and I love how both of you guys said, this is a long-term play for investment, which I think, uh, I think people need to really think about because mm -hmm. not realtors don't think that long-term. So. Yeah, true. So obviously there's, there, we're, kinda, we're going to touch on two different sides of this. So one is kind of personally looking for investment properties because to both of your points, there's a lot of realtors that have never done that and being in real estate, just giving them a little bit, bit of context. It's like why this is a good idea, how to get your foot in the door. And the other is if you're working with your clients who come to you and say, I'm interested in purchasing an investment property to put tenants in. So starting with some questions that work for both, I guess, what types of properties are you thinking of purchasing when it comes to ideal places to put in a tenant? Kim, start us off. Uh, for me, I look at location first and um, the age of the building um, and then what I feel I can get for for rent based on the mortgage, what it's going to be. So even if there's some uh, income there to be made, then that's good enough because it's a long-term thing. It's not a um, you know, two-month turnaround time. It's a 20 to 30-year turnaround time. So Now, when you say <coughs> age of the building, are you implying that do you prefer, and prefer or either or, it yep. could be just, you know, I'm neutral, um, condos, detached homes, what, what about the style of homes? Detached homes. I don't like condos, personally, yeah, um, because condos are really hard to sell. There's many of them and your condo fees are always going up. With a house, the only thing that's going up is your taxes every year. And that's fine, that's kind of to be expected, but um, you don't have any control over condo fees or special assessments. Cost or repairs. Uh, yeah, like anything. So I just like detached or attached homes. That's all I do for myself. Same question, types of properties. For me, detached only. I don't, I never look at age. For me, it's all about location, it's about the land. My opinion, I feel that the house really doesn't have much value for me, all the values in the land. So I look at, I try to find up and coming neighborhoods that haven't uh, appreciated much yet and they, they will be appreciating soon. So um, example, Southview, 
right there, right beside downtown Tuxedo. You've got areas like Highland Park where you've got R2 lots and they haven't really exploded yet. Uh, well, they, they have now recently, but before they haven't. So I look at neighborhoods that are up and coming that will appreciate soon. And I look at strictly something that's going to be land value in the future. That's, that's how I look at it. So. Nice, interesting, cool. What about um, when you guys are evaluating the rental potential? I mean, I've, I've mm. done the, the RAIN um, real estate investment network um, and there's all this sort of uh, things that are tossed around. Oh, you got a 9% rule, different things like that. Eliminating all that or what, mentally when you're looking at uh, investment value, how are you running your numbers? What are some things in your head that you say, yeah, the, the, the numbers are there from rental potential, from um, land value, things like that. Abe, we'll start with you. Um, how are you running your numbers and saying, this is what, this, the numbers make sense if these factors are in play? To be honest with you, when I'm, doing, when I'm buying places for myself, I don't look at numbers. For me, it's all about as long as it pays itself off, I look at more of the appreciation of the house itself over time. Right. Uh, with clients, they look at things differently. They actually look at <clears throat> numbers. And then that's when we actually look at um, how much the house is worth, what they're paying, what they're putting down, how much rental income it's collecting. And when it comes to the detached houses, we can't really use the, the ROI and, and, and all those uh, different methods. Uh, that, that's more when it comes into the multifamily. I don't do a lot of multifamily. But with some clients, they want to make sure that they're putting at least um, three to $700 in their pocket every single month. A positive cash flow. Yes, positive cash flow. So I don't look at that myself, though. So it just depends if I'm looking for myself or if I'm looking for, for clients. Would you personally, one second here, would you personally take on a negative cash property? Myself? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. If I feel that the land is going to appreciate, absolutely. My answer is much the same, actually. Really? Yep. I just look at location for myself, but every investor, like you say, is different. Some investors want um, want to know what it's going to be worth in five years, what it was worth five years ago, where it's going to go in 10. And I, for my own stuff, I just look at do I like the location and do I think that I'm going to make something on it. It doesn't have to be much. It can be 100 bucks. It doesn't matter. Um, but that's much the same answer. And you can't even, you, there's no way you're even telling what the five, 10 no. year value would ever be. So. Yeah. Sometimes there's certain questions that we can't even give our clients. Mm -hmm. But uh, as for me, if it's a $100, $200 loss, absolutely. And when we were, when we were talking in advance of this, um, I love the, the numbers that you were throwing out there because people are like, well, when do you sell? When do you do these things? And you guys were seeing numbers like, uh, you know, I want it to be in 20 years, 30 years. Like this is, this is not like, a, oh, I'm going to hold this for five years plan. This long term. When I say long term, Kim, what do you think? Oh, I think I want to be retired <laughs> sitting on my sailboat. So yeah. 25, 30 years from now, wow. when the mortgage is paid off, right? There you go. Um, so it's a long-term investment. Now, when you're working with investors, some of them only want five years or 10 years. But for my own, I like long-term. Yeah. So I just want to buy it and forget about it. What's Def long-term definitely, definitely agree. 15 plus at least. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. When you're working with, the kind of sub-question on that, the clients that you're working with are the company, because obviously your clients know that you're good at evaluating um, investment properties. Do you have more people that are interested in the tenant income, so to speak, so kind of the, the, the short-term income potential, or more people who are coming to you looking for the 15, 20 years? Honestly, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, yeah. And at the end of the day, everybody has different kinds of investment methods. 
I have clients that love buying condos, and I completely disagree with condos. Um, so at, at the end of the day, we could only give as much. So we could only give as much advice as we can. But at the end of the day, if they're set on their ways and they want to invest in a certain way, then we have to go. With, with, we have to guide them through it, pretty much. Um, when it comes to the. Uh, when it, com when it comes to how many, how many people are looking for long-term, how many people are looking for short-term, or it's really, for me, it's really halfway. Yeah. I think I got half this way, half that way. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Again. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, in terms of finding, you guys mentioned a ton about picking the right home in the right areas. Mm. Uh, is there a strategy that you use for finding a good deal, or when you guys are looking out there, how... Um, how do you stack the deck in your favor to, to find a good deal, Kim? Mm. Um, I think you just have to know the market, period. Um, because any investor is going to purchase wherever they think a good deal is. So if you only know this pocket, then that's all you can be good at. So personally, I like to go look at everything when it gets listed, and then I know, okay, you know, if I'm in this area, I'll just pop into, oh, can I show this right now? Um, and then you get to know that area, and you can continually do that and continually get to know what's out there. So. I, I think you have to know the market. Perfect. Uh, for me, for me myself, I actually have my eyes set on a few communities, so I set myself up on searches. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Set myself up on searches. Lots of networking. I uh, the the CIR agent page is amazing. There's other Facebook pages on Facebook. Uh, on um, there's other agent pages on Facebook that I also yeah. am on. And I'm always looking for, always looking for for any good deal, pretty much, because if if I've got lots of investors that, that are willing to take any good deal, no matter what it is. So I'm always trying to keep in touch with agents, friends that are agents, uh, Facebook pages. Honestly, anything, just networking, lots and lots of networking is what it is. And I put myself on lots of searches. It's annoying. <laughs> Do you find that off-market yes. properties are big for you? Like, are you guys always trying to find something that hasn't hit the market yet? I love off-market yeah. properties. <laughs> that's that's yeah. a sweet spot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, universal for investors, I know. It's always mm -hmm. you're trying to find that potential. And I had a lot of clients who, um, when I was working with a ton of investors, they would be knocking on the doors of their neighbors and things like that and just saying, hey, you know, have you guys ever thought about it? Or, you know, they're always sort of keeping their eye out on places. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a huge one. Another question, um, not on here, but <coughs> relating to this. When you are looking for these good deal properties, and again, so with the, with the specific goal in mind of you're putting a tenant in it, um, are you looking at something that you're going to put some money into first, or are you looking at things that are good enough and a tenant can just go right in? Like, what, what, what's your budget for a reno, or are you trying to not have to touch it? I'll take whatever I can get. Okay. <laughs> if, it, if it needs some work, and, and lots of investors do agree as well. If it needs a little bit of work just to get it rentable, then it's good. And if it's, if, the thing is, when it's rent ready, the price is always higher. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. uh, anytime you can get something that needs a little bit of work, just a little tweaking around just to make it look decent, you're getting a better deal and you're getting a better investment in my, in, in my opinion. So. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes. So, so, so Kim and then Abe, um, on, uh, you know, obviously uh, using Matrix yep. is, is one way that we're, we're searching properties, just the MLS systems. Um, is there any other searches, like how are, if you were to find an off-market property, um, how do you discover those? What, what's happening there? Networking. It is. Always hey? networking. Yeah, just talk to people and see what they have. And, 
you know, if you know an, a person wants a certain area, then you might look at past history and what's happened there and maybe things that have come off the market or what have you and, um, and then just door knock. Nice. Maybe. Yeah. So door knocking and, and cold calling specific areas is something that you, you do. Yes, it's fun. <laughs> says, says no agent ever. Says no one ever. Exactly. Says no one ever, but, but, but you, you have yep. success with it. Yep. Sometimes I have, yet. Yeah. It's not high on the list of things to do, but I have had some success with it, yep. Yeah. For investor clients, we, we used to do that all the time. Yeah. Was, is, is door knock. Someone has a specific street, a specific yep. community, we're going to go. But it's, it's easier when it's just like, I literally have someone that wants to buy your yeah. house. Yeah. Like, like literally <laughs> for right real. now. Yeah, this isn't like, uh, you know, we're just looking for some inventory in the area. It's like, I actually have someone. Mm -hmm. So the problem is a lot of agents actually go knocking doors saying they have clients, but they don't. They don't. That's right. Exactly. So they ruin right. it for the people yeah. that actually do. Yeah, it's true. There it goes. Other search strategies that you use beyond matrix? Honestly, I love expired, expired, terminated listings. If somebody's looking for it. <laughs> Can't prospect expired, but if you're looking and you can contact the other agent or other. I do. I yeah. actually do. I, I, you know what? I've had one time where I contacted an agent and he said he didn't want to deal with them no more. He's like, go ahead. Absolutely. I'll, I'll do it. Absolutely. Yep. So you know what? When, when you're looking for something specific, it's a lot easier. Uh, you look at all the recents. You look at... Uh, and. I'll only do door knocking if it's very specific. Right. I'd rather send out handouts and, and, and let, even notes, anything, Perfect. just to every single house. It's just a lot easier than, than door knocking, yeah. especially yeah. If, if it's a very broad search. Yeah, totally agree. For, uh, and, and this is a question, working with your own clients on it, from a consultation perspective, and you know, Kim, <coughs> you start and then Abe kind of follow up. So an agent comes to you and say, a client comes to you and says, I would like to get a rental property. They've never done this before. Um, as from a consultation perspective, what are they looking for you like, and, and what is your role in the process? Is it do you have to explain the special type of financing? Are you the one proposing what the rent should be? Are you the one that's suggesting the property management company? Like, what is your role in it and expectations of somebody? Well, I think everyone's different. So, if you guys came to me as a consult, we would sit down and see what your expectation is, because um, some people have different expectations. Some people want. Uh, rentable stuff right away, not rentable stuff right away. Um, they want to know kind of what's happening in the market, what area should they buy in. And I think every buyer is unique. Um, investors are a different breed. Uh, they, they're not the same as a normal buyer. They no. take a little bit longer. Um, and sometimes they're a little bit more stressful uh, because most of the time they don't really want to look at the house. They don't really care. They just want to know what are my numbers and what area and what can this get me. Right, so they they're a little more unique, and you put and you put all of those numbers together. Yes. So will I you put like a five-year rental plan, and these are what your these are what your management fees could be, and yep. that's you do all of that. Yep. I have a, a spreadsheet that I use, and it has everything you could think of under the sun on it, and then we plop in numbers and kind of figure out where where their needs fit in, and then we kind of can evaluate it from there for what what price point they want, what area they want, that type of thing. Definitely agree. And another thing, it's uh, every buyer is unique, just like yeah. uh, Kim said. Um, for me, the first thing is tell me what your budget is, and then I'll give you your options within that budget. Because if you've only got a $300,000 budget, then hey, you have this option, this option, this option, this option. And then we'll go through every single one of them, depending on which one sparks their interest more. But for me, the first question is what's your budget? Because that. Nice. And not only what's your budget, if you put this money down payment, do you still have some money on the side to do work? 
to, to, to do some upgrades, because if you don't, then we kind of have to eliminate a couple of options. So it all starts at the budget. Tell me what your budget is, and I'll, tell you, and I'll guide you where you can go. Do you find a lot of people are just, they're done as soon as you start talking about financing, or do most people come having a good sense of what this is going to cost? I try not to talk too much about the finance and just very, uh, just the very in, in, introductory part of it. Uh, I like to, I like them to actually sit down with their mortgage broker, and a lot of times I'll actually try to be there with them, and we talk about it together. But uh, um, no, I, I like to go through through it all with them, but I like to have some a professional there as well to to help me with the numbers and whatnot. I personally, I like to go through it all. I like to know what they're doing and what their long term plan is. Um, because I want their business 10, 20 years from now, as well as today. Great. So I have a mortgage guy that I work with that does all that. And that, so I like to do that just so I know where you're going and to make sure that I learn in the process as well and that we can all move forward together. So, Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Um, talk about finding investor clients. Um, where, do you, where do you find them? Like, or how do you run into them? Is, is, is it through the network? Do you guys have any of the strategies that you use to find um, investor clients? Um, okay. I don't really find them. They find me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just normal it's marketing. Good thing. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it is. You're a realtor. Yeah, it, I think a lot of times, yeah, it's just putting yourself out there and saying what you do, and then you know you might know someone who might know someone. And um, have, you, yeah. have you branded yourself? Like in terms of the marketing that you do, do you ever specifically mention? I am good at helping you find investment properties? No, I don't ever say I'm out. good at anything. Um, <laughs> I say I enjoy. Yeah. I say I enjoy doing certain things. Um, when I sit with any buyer, that's a question that I always ask them anyway. You know, what's your plan here? Have you ever thought of investing? Where do you want to go in five years from now? Um, have you ever thought of renting out things? And then that kind of starts the process. And even though uh, a first-time buyer might not think it today, in five, ten years from now, they might think it, and then remember those questions and phone and ask. Smart. Cool. Yeah. Abe, where are you finding your clients, investing clients? Almost, almost the same. I'm, I'd like to think I'm about 90% referral-based. Yeah. Um, everything that comes to me is from past clients, and I definitely appreciate it. And uh, it's really word of mouth, honestly. I, don't, uh, I haven't advertised in years. I, kind of blessed in that way but everything that comes to me is from past clients that had a good experience and that's what we're here for we yep, guide them through the whole transaction if they're happy guess what they're gonna pass our name along and that's that's Perfect. it's worked for me so we wish that it all comes this easy to all of you <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 12 years of hard work of though. course yeah. so Absolutely. it's 12 years of building clientele 12 years of uh, Making sure every client's happy, even though sometimes it's yeah, you sometimes can't, you can't win it's yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's a lot of work, but eventually it does pay off. So, so you had mentioned that working with the investor client versus a normal residential client is completely different. Yes. <laughs> completely different. A few a few questions on this one, um, and you kind of start peppering them. Peppering isn't the right word afterwards, but. Obviously, like from a marketing perspective and some of the resources that I build and I work with realtors, there are very specific communication that you send out to regular buyers and sellers. Mm -hmm. In terms of the way that you divide your lists or the type of people that you communicate with, what type of information, how are you staying in touch with the investor clients? What are they looking for from you on a regular basis from a keeping in touch standpoint versus you know, your buyer, your normal buyer and sellers? 
Actually, believe it or not, I might disagree with you. I like investor clients. I think they're easier. <laughs> I actually do. Because most investor clients actually see the email right away and know whether they want it or not. Yeah. It's, uh, they're actually a lot less work, in my opinion. Um, and believe it or not, with my investor clients, I'm much less formal. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, okay. check this one. <laughs> yeah. like, this one looks good. Like, with, with actual buyers, I feel that I have to be much more for formal, much more professional. And it's a lot more work because you're going out there showing sometimes six, seven, eight places in one, one day where with an investor, it's just, hey, meet me here at two. We'll look at it. And it's usually quick, yes or no. So I, I love working so with investors. So the communication style is totally different. 100% for me. I'm way more formal with actual buyers than I am with investors. But everybody's different. I love well, investors. Yeah, sure, yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm completely opposite. Uh, I find with investors I have to be a lot more formal and oh, have really? a lot more numbers in place and know know a lot more with my buyers I, they're fine I love working with buyers um, normal buyers <laughs> investors I find to be a lot more work because they just want a lot more upfront a lot more numbers I think or a lot more what's the long-term plan where buyers just want to know today what can I get in today and that's hey, fine. Hey, would you say that you are sorry this is a really yeah. good question are you the people that you are working with is the reason it's so fast is because they've done this a bunch before versus maybe you are working with some newer investment yep. clients? Is That'd that where? Not necessarily fast as in they purchase quicker. <laughs> no. no it's, sometimes it takes a while before they actually purchase. I just mean it's a, it's a more faster, not, not as a transaction, just as dealing with the person. So it's like, hey, what, what do you think of this? No, I don't like it. Then it's just over. That's it. But, but as far as the transaction, no, sometimes it takes longer. For me, I feel like I could be more myself with, with investors because my investors are 100% referral-based. So um, one of my investors tells this person, hey, go see Abe, you can trust. So they come to me already trusting me. It's a little bit easier than working with an actual buyer that's, that, that's a little scared. And most of my investors are already experienced, so it's a, it's a, it's a lot easier. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say that uh, when we had our real estate team, we put an ad um, or some advertising and a communication basis saying that we can get anybody into a house, you know, bankruptcy, it didn't matter, teach anybody how to be an investor and things like that. And that was a mistake because we, because uh, <laughs> then all of a sudden we got the people who were bankrupt, who were, <laughs> like, people answered the ad <laughs> and they're like, hey, help me get into a house. And pretty soon we're introducing them people that did rent to own and stuff, which, uh, you know, some interesting business going on there sometimes and different things. And, um, and then it was a ton of work because you're trying to educate people they don't know you're becoming this person. So I find that the savvy people were quick for me and people that um, were uh, you know, kind of new to the process, oh my God, like it was a nightmare. So must be what I have. I've seen, I've seen both sides of that Yeah, well, and, I, and I was gonna say, cause Kim, you are, you are a big educator. Like you take people through the entire process. So maybe you can speak to the, to the education question yep. um, a little bit. So some, somebody comes to you and they haven't done this before and they wanna work with you. What is your role in the education? What resources are you giving them um, specifically? Are there certain people you tell them to talk to? Do you, have you created manuals or pamphlets or anything that you're handing out? I have a big booklet, which is crazy, um, but I, it starts from A and goes to Z. And just, that you've written yourself? Uh, yep, that I've just gone over the years, because every time you work with someone, you learn something new, yeah. and some good, some bad. Um, and, and over the years, I would say probably 86, 87% of my business is with buyers. So, I've learned over the years a lot of different questions to ask where most realtors want to work with listers. I like to work with buyers and that's how investors have come to be and 
so yeah, I have a lot of questions that I ask. <laughs> and I do a whole formal sit down, like I do a buyer's brokerage with people, I, and always, and I sit down and do a buyer's interview, same way you would do if you were listing your house. Um, and I find that I learn a lot about people that way, and that's kind of how some of the investors have started, just by sitting down talking and asking questions to begin with, so. Great. Same question, is there resources, education materials, you point them to, hand them? Uh, same thing, honestly, I do have a binder as well, and it takes them pretty much from the beginning to the end, but I like to go through everything. I, I try to always make it a point to meet at my office for the very first consultation. Mm -hmm. Love I, that. Yeah. I, I, it ha my, the first one has to be in my office. They have to be, I have to be in my comfort zone. They have to see that I'm actually serious at what I'm doing. They have to see my, uh, even the certificates behind me. It's, it's, uh, That's very clever. I guess it sets, it sets the tone. It does. And, it? and then there, there's more. Um, when they trust you, it's easier. Yeah. When when they when clients don't trust you, there's there's always doubt. And but when they actually come and see that you're successful and see that you're not meeting them at a Tim Hortons or a Starbucks and you actually have a full out office, it's 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 a lot more. And I like to go through everything with them from the beginning to the end. Bless you. <laughs> so yeah, I go through everything with them, and I make sure that I put at least an hour to an hour and a half to answer any questions they have. And um, Again, there's, and I always tell them also that when we're going through houses, there's obviously going to be more questions. And we, uh, the education continues through every single show. And so, nice. so it, it never ends, honestly. It's one of those things where it's always from the beginning all the way to the end. And some people have questions even after possession. And I'm happy mm -hmm. to always go through those. Nice. Cool. Um, so from, a, from the standpoint of you're working with somebody on an investment property and they are eventually going to sell it with you, kind of like you mentioned you want your business down the road. Somebody's purchasing something where they want it and then they just want to keep a tenant in it for a year or two until they can do a few things, pay it off and then sell it, and then kind of answer this in whichever way makes you comfortable. But do you do anything for, I guess, an, an, an inducement? Or commission, like you, you say, hey, we'll, we'll build a relationship you're going to buy a couple properties from me or not or whatever happens or if you, or if you buy this or if you buy this to to reno it and rent it for a year and you sell it 12 months later do you do anything for to build that business book like that uh, or is it the same every time see here's the thing i never use it to try to earn somebody's business i'll never do it to earn somebody's business but like i said a lot of my work is all referral based so yeah. i have nothing wrong with cutting commissions uh, not cutting commissions <laughs> with giving discounts on the listing side to people that have referred lots of business to me, and I have no problem with that. I think it's, uh, it's uh, appreciation, if anything. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be this busy. So why not give them good deals? But I would never, ever, ever try to earn someone's business you know, by saying, you're not saying, hey, hey you know, no. come with me. Hey, I'll, <laughs> yeah, no, I'll no. get you a good uh, deal. Huh? You know what? I've <laughs> actually had somebody come up to me once and say, well, this agent's offering me a $2,000 cash back if I work with him. What will you do? I'm like, you know what? I actually won't do nothing. Perfect. <laughs> if, he was, if he was confident in what he could do for you, yeah. he wouldn't be offering you that. Yeah. If you want someone that knows what they're doing, come work with me. And I absolutely refuse to take it. Yeah, you have <laughs> a different approach. I don't use any inducement, and I don't cut commissions. I Perfect. don't like it. Yeah. Um, I think as realtors, a lot of people are like, oh, I'll give you $2,000 incentive before they've even done anything. So you're already discounting yourself and you're already saying, I'm not as good as you, right. right? And I think we all should hold ourselves to a higher standard and just say, this is what I'm going to give you and this is why I'm charging you this and be confident about it. Yeah. I, I personally don't like inducements. 
Yeah, I always and I always leave. I and I always. Say and inducement is a bit of a different word as well, right? Like using the word inducement is very different than you yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, on, on somebody on referral business, that is just like that's not really an inducement. That's, no, that's, that's I mean, a very the different definition of inducement. You know, you're sitting at the table with someone, exactly. and you 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 Here, give I'll something give you to help you sign the contract. Not uh, a, you're not advertising it. You're not doing anything else. That's an incentive offered by the brokerage, <laughs> and commissions are always negotiable, obviously, um, things like that. But. There's a point where, and there's two takes on it, and, it's, and we've had two takes. We've asked this question of people in the past, um, and I know for myself, um, if for the right client, for the right business decision, um, over the long term, it's like, hey, you know, we'll 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 make it work on this standpoint. Um, yeah. But um, but that's and that's it. Where if the value is there, and we always communicate to agents. It's like, know your value, know your. And, work. and the question, and the question on this, on specifically, you know, we we had a, a meeting with. Um, you know, two other guys that were talking about um, flipping properties, and it's it's specifically for working with investors, not your buyers, not your sellers, but those repeat people who are just nonstop buying, 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 buying. I want to do this, and then I want to sell, and I want to buy this, which is very different than residential. So okay. just to kind of to be clear on that question, wrong. there's a lot of realtors that ask those where questions. Done wrong, you can cheapen your services totally. just the same way as someone comes up and says, hey you know hey yeah. maybe a, well let's make this work <laughs> not only that if you're offering like a two thousand dollar discount to begin with to you then you tell your friend and your friend and then and all of a sudden that's all your five friends right. yeah. and that's your going rate and you've just cut your commissions yeah. and yeah I'd like only that. do it to people that I've been working with for a long time yeah. I feel that it's a, I, I feel that it's uh, yeah. when you have some clients that have used you 20 times uh, once before right I mean yeah. like that's a Absolutely, and referral totally. sources too. Because I have, I have one. I have one actually. He's he's become a really good friend of mine. He's probably sent me in the last mm -hmm. three years. I'd say about six people. Wow. If he sells his house, guess what? I'm yeah. giving him a really good <laughs> that's deal. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> him a really good deal. But I would never ever try to earn somebody's business, and I think that's very wrong. And the thing is, um, the thing is, I feel it's more appreciation than than an inducement, or yeah. um, For the right because. It's such a cutthroat business right now that mm -hmm. everybody's doing it. Even even big companies are starting to do that. I saw an advertisement for one of the big companies that shall remain yeah, a, yeah, a no, name no, right no. now, and it's pretty much saying buy one of our listings and we'll we'll sell, sell your house for free. free. Yes. we saw that too, and we're like, you've basically just become a discount broker. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So mm -hmm. it uh, when it's when no. when it's become no. so cutthroat, you kind of. Not to not to keep somebody's business, but just to pay. I appreciate your business. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I'm gonna do this for, for, for a cheaper price, and I find that I, I see I find it very okay to be honest. Let's uh, let's switch gears for a second, and let's um, put the client thing aside. Let's talk about you personally. So now your personal investment is part of your long term um, uh, real estate portfolio. Now we've talked about this already. This is some strategy. So I'm gonna skip this question. Have either of you explored um, short-term rentals? Have you guys done any Airbnb stuff at all? Um, I've rented them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I go on vacation, I rent them. <laughs> you guys haven't done anything? Personally, uh, personally I haven't okay. because I, I want long-term tenants. I don't want to go back every three weeks and clean up and have someone come clean and fix things. That's or, or every three too days. much work for me. No, too no. So, 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 yeah. so would you be a six-month lease kind of person no, or a, year. 12, a year? One year. That's it. Yeah, okay. that's it. I'd, that's it. I don't want to go back all the time. I actually don't mind uh, six months, one year. Um, again, I, I, I might have told you in the email, I, the way I invest is completely different than most people do. Which is why it's so cool, because you're right. You have completely different, you, uh, are, you yeah. are very open. 
yes. we're very open to different things. I'd rather have a six months because if I don't like them, I kick them out. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> and, and the thing with me is I put them at a very fair price so I can get as many people as I can, uh, as I can in there. And I try to actually book three or four viewings at the same time and try to communicate with them all at the same time while they're there. And that way I could pick and choose. I've never called a reference, ever. Wow. <laughs> never no. called, never a called a reference. You never called a reference either. Never. It's, I go it, on my gut. And I yeah. think at our job you learn that. You learn, you meet people right away and go, hmm, I don't know if I want to rent to yeah. you. And I, I have one tenant who will probably be watching this that I rented <laughs> to 10 years ago. And she's still in my house. And if you judge a book by a cover, she would have never rented my house. Right. Um, but she's been in this house for 10 years best tenant I ever have and if my phone comes with her name on it I go oh, oh something's wrong she never calls never bothers pays on yeah. time so I I that's how I work anyway that's what I like so great. if I were to if I were to rent a place I'd put a bogus reference <laughs> yeah <laughs> no <laughs> I would I guess I never I go on gut I think that's yeah, what it is. I, I go too. on gut feel 100%. and go either I like you or I don't well, and when you put and references down I mean the, the big people you're putting are the people are gonna say blow in reviews about you I've never yeah. call, I've called references but I've never got a bad reference from someone that someone had written down on their No, it's usually their mom. Well, this is yeah. just it, right? right? Nobody's going to put down somebody that's going to say something bad about them. No, Guaranteed. obviously. No. That's You're right, so then what's the point? <laughs> Where yeah. are you I still you? ask for them, though. Yeah, so I never call them. Can I talk to your past landlord? Yeah. And then sometimes you get a That's story a like, question. well, you know, well, they They're are. They're selling their house. No, I can't. Yeah, no. And, I, and then you're like, okay, yeah. hold on a second mm -hmm. here. Let's. Uh, yeah. You, you know what I learned from, a, from, a, from an investor of mine that's, he's probably 70 years old now and he's been doing it for a long time. If he was ever not sure about one, uh, one potential tenant, he'd actually wait a half hour after they left, call them and ask if he could come sit with them at their own home. Oh, and, and it's how they treat their own home. Exactly. Well, wherever they're living right now, yeah. it's most likely a rental if they're going from one rental to another. But he just wants to go see how they live, how clean they are, how tidy they are. How it, it's, yeah, I thought it was brilliant, and yeah. I've done that once or twice. That's a good idea. I have. So, That's a good idea. So it's, there's different ways, but gut, and if you're ever unsure, go visit them. And if they tell you, oh, I can't have you right now, or give me a couple of then hours, don't or, then don't even bother, because nope. they're going to clean up that place really yeah. quick. <laughs> so. That's fair. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've heard some people, too, where it's like, you got to, oh, I'm not going to get into it. No, <laughs> please share, please. I'll, 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 share, I'll share one. But, um, you, you obviously, like, you have, to, you have to be very conscious of resident tenancy rules and things like that. Yes. Because um, those are about our laws. And so you got to know your laws. And, and a tenant never has to let you win unless you give proper notice. Um, but he would show up with a furnace filter and just be like, hey guys, you mind if I quickly, you know, throw a new furnace filter in? Mm -hmm. And oh. they'd be like, ah, oh, no, now is not a good time. Okay, well, you know, okay, well, I'll give me a, this informal notice, I'm gonna come in 24 hours, but then you know, but many people are just like, yeah, come on in, and, and you know. But it's yeah. like, I just wanna come in and drop this furnace filter off, can I quickly install it for you? Mm -hmm. And you get some perspective there. Mm -hmm. you, know what I, you know what I do? I target dollhouses, little tiny places, and I actually target single people. <laughs> fair enough. One individual, yeah. and I find that to be the best. Yeah, yeah that's fair. So on, on that note, so in terms of who you're looking for for tenants, um, kind of a double question. One, where are you, are you relying on places like RentFaster? Are you advertising it that way? Or are you trying to go just kind of word of mouth? What are your best sources for finding tenants? Kim? I've, I've always used Kijiji or RentFaster, Craigslist or anything, but Abe has some good ideas that I just learned, so I'm going to use them. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I used to use Kijiji the most when that does, when it was free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. When yeah. that, when that doesn't work, then I'll pay the thirty dollars and, and use uh, rent, rent faster. faster. Yeah. 
Um, recently, I just rented out a place uh, a couple weeks ago, not even a week ago. I used Facebook Marketplace, and it's amazing. I actually have never got that many responses for a place before. And Using I, Facebook Marketplace. Yes, oh. and it's absolutely free. I don't know how to delete the ad, so I'm still getting messages. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually don't know how. I can show you how. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, it worked. It worked great. It really did. And uh, one thing I always like to do is I always like to ask my current tenants, like, hey, do you know anyone mm -hmm. that's looking for a place? Because if you have a good tenant, chances are whoever they know is going to be good too. So yeah. Um, so so let's let's turn to actually the maintenance side of it. The number one people, the number one reason why people hate. Um, Rental properties. rental properties, thank you, is because of tenant issues. It's like uh -huh. they call you up, oh, it's, it's 9 o'clock on a Sunday and my, my sink isn't working or whatever, it's very leaking. And, um, so two-part question or kind of add to that. Um, are you doing it yourself? Um, what strategies have you used? Are you using a property management company? Um, go, let's start with that. Just, uh, how are you managing tenant issues? Uh, for me, I have a guy. You have so a guy. I have a guy, yeah. Do you have a couple, you, couple guys? Yeah, or in, yeah. I have are, two go-to guys that I can call at any time, 24-7. Are they all around handymen, or yeah. are they, okay. Yeah. So all, they can handle pretty much 90% of... Can, no, they handle everything. Everything, yes. Everything. Um, and if they can't, then there's an issue. Right, <laughs> fair. Um, one of them started as a client nine years ago, and I was like, oh, can you help me with this? And then I ended up phoning him again and again, and that's how what he does. He's your guy. He's my guy. And, um, and the other thing is, I think you have to know the Residential Tenancies Act and follow it. I have a very good lease, if anyone wants a lease. It's a bulletproof lease that has changed over the years. Um, but you, you just implied you'd be willing to share that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, um, it's Thank a you. good lease, but it also, you have to know the, the Tenancy Act and you have to know the rules because professional tenants um, have great ideas and know how to walk all over you as a landlord. Um, and when you're working with investors or anyone who's buying a rental property, you need to know the market better than them. So yeah. um, I love that stuff. Cool. Great. Cool. So a good answer, good you offer. got a guy. And let me just yep. quickly walk through this, expand on this for one second. Does tenant call you directly or do they call the guy? Me, always me. Okay. Because a lot of times I can say, well, what's happening? Your sink is leaking. You know, can, do you have a little knob you can yeah, tighten, you tighten it? it? Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, Because really, it's, it's very true. Sadly, I'm sure yeah. you've run into that. Or 100%. some people call and say, my dryer's not working. It's blowing stuff. I'm like, is the vent into the wall? Oh, is, oh no, it's not. Okay, we'll do that. Because I don't call. I always ask questions. And I, as realtors, we can because we learn things over time. That's why you go to home inspections. You learn these things. Of, okay, ask simple yeah. questions and then you can eliminate the guy um, but you know when you have electrical issues and stuff they need to go over right yeah. so yeah same thing I get the call um, ask as many questions as I can uh, I'm a little different though if, if it's a plumbing issue I'll send a plumber if it's an electrical issue I'll send an electrical, uh, electrician uh, it just depends on what it is it's just I, I being in the industry so long I know a, I know a lot of people in different trades so totally. specific to what they need I'll send it I have two tenants that are amazing. They fix everything. Yeah, that's so, that's so blessings. I yeah. had one that says, "Hey, Lindsay, we got this paint, and you know, we hear they sent us like this Pinterest board or whatever, and they're like, we, we want it, we want to paint it this color and stuff. Do you mind? Don't work my Absolutely. floor." And, and I was like, and I was, and I was like, yeah. They told me, and, and that was that was kind of the thing. I'm like, done professionally, everything else. But I said, you know what? I'll tell you what. If you guys are willing to do it, because I needed it, and I said, I'll buy the paint for you. That's exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah and then exactly. Like, you guys put the labor in. I'll buy the paint. Hundred percent. And so they mm -hmm. said, yeah, that's great. So and I just loved it. And, they literally, I said, I said, can I use your 
your furniture again to stage it for my next photos because <laughs> they were so good. Yeah, that's amazing. Do either of you, have either of you explored property management companies, used it, recommended them to clients, experienced property management? To client, uh, recommended to clients, yes, but I've never used them myself. Okay. I do most of my own property management. Perfect. Um, and I help my clients. I know we're not supposed to, uh, but I do help my clients. I don't take payment for it, but any of my clients that invest, I help them as well, or at least teach them what they need to know so that they can run it efficiently. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. so you know, obviously you're right on the right side of the line. That's, mm -hmm. that's good. Yep, um, <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. So kind of to, to wrap it up a little bit, um, for realtors who are the, the, here, Almost the, there. Side, Almost there. the side of the relief, <laughs> for people watching, and who don't own rental properties. Obviously, you guys are in real estate and you have a belief that a long-term investment in real estate is a great thing to sit on and a great, a great way to great retire. Thing, yeah. and, and most people watching don't own rental properties. A little, and both of you, and you have some different perspectives. Um, Abe, you start. What would your advice be to people on, it's going to be my first investment property, how do I get started, what should I look for? Again, depends on budget, but uh it's uh, owning rental property is not easy. So if somebody thinks that it's going to be easy and it's just going to be something that you're going to collect down 20 years, it's not that easy. It's <laughs> tough. That's great it's, yeah, you have to have thick skin to deal with tenants. You have to yep. you have mm -hmm. to be willing to, to sometimes even <laughs> even get but sometimes it gets really bad if you have to evict somebody too. So um, it's 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 great. It's 20 years, 25 years, whatever the mortgage is, and you got a full out property that's paid out. So um, Stay away from condos is the first thing I'd say. Agreed. And it depends on the budget. If you have to get into a condo, just make sure you have a really, really big down payment so at least you're putting some money in your pocket, not just going towards mortgage uh, insurance and condo fees. Um, personally, I love detached properties. I don't like duplexes. I don't like... So it, it just... It, honestly, it all depends. Each person is very unique. It depends on their budget, on everything. But real estate's the way to go. It's, uh, it's proven to... It's proven to do nothing but appreciate. And the only time you ever lose is if you sell in a bad market. Don't sell in a bad market. That's right. I, <laughs> I bought a house peak in 2010, or 2007, mm -hmm. sorry, peak in 2007. Um, and 2010, it was a long story, but anyways, and it was way underwater. Yeah. And I just didn't sell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was it. Ended up turning it over in 2014, and it was right back up to where it was, and I got more. Yeah. Um, so it worked out. Kim, advice you'd give somebody thinking of getting in or um, wanting to get in? Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> get, in get in the game. Um, because uh, real estate's always appreciating. Again, you know, it goes yeah. like this. Long but term, if you're looking long term, just do it. You know, yes. um, with my younger clients, I always say if you can save and do one a year, by the time you're 40, you'll have a very good portfolio. You know, now oh, not everybody oh, yeah. can do that, yeah. but um, even if you can do one every two years, just do it. It's 20% instead of spending extra here and there, you know. I'll call it my keep up with the Joneses fund. Uh -huh. Put that in a fund so for well investment, and then uh, and then you have a great portfolio. Because our society today, younger people, you two, um, <laughs> the forty and under Stop crowd, managing our money. <laughs> the forty and under crowd um, doesn't tend to save. They, it's there's no disposable income, right? They right. just spend it on I want to better this or better that, but they're not thinking of when they're forty or when they're sixty, and so just do it. Yeah. Know, get in and do it. Not a condo, but whatever you can afford, just do it. Yeah. That's yeah. my. Theory. Can I just guilty guilty pleasure question? I'm just curious. No. 
<laughs> furnished, <laughs> furnished or non-furnished? Non. Like non. non. Yeah, okay. you have a lot more flexibility on oh, the non. Yeah. 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 Just wondering. Yeah, no, yeah. I've ne never and done look at me, I don't do furnished anything, so non-furnished. <laughs> but yeah. so, be, so you don't get more value? You don't, give, you, you don't do higher rents for furnished? You're always going to have to keep on yeah, more buying cleaning. furniture. Buying. It's, it's more cleaning, more work, yeah. more hassle. No. Good to know. Yeah. I was no, just you know what? If you're beside a hospital or if you're beside a college or beside something, then maybe. But I've never done it. No, that I. If you work for Shell or whatever, and and if you have people, I'll say Shell, Petro, any of the oil companies, they want a downtown condo that's furnished. Yeah. I don't do that. You don't do that either because it's a condo. But I do know that you can do that, and they do make money doing it. But it's just a it's a constant turnaround. And there's more that's maintenance, and you got to take inventory way and more, things like that, and way yeah, more work. Absolutely. No. And it leads to short-term tenants. Uh, very, as well. yes. very, yeah. yeah. Cool. Hey, yeah. thank you guys both, Abe, Kim. You Pleasure guys have been outstanding. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Turn that thing off. <laughs> on, on, on that last note, um, I next. I know everybody's probably going to be contacting you now because you said you had a lease. So yes. for, for for people watching. Um, maybe send, maybe send, so everyone's not bombarding you. That's um, fine. Are you sure? Yeah, I don't mind. Okay, so yep. send him an email if you're looking for a copy of that. K2E, I, I might get you to send me a copy yeah. too. Gmail.ca. But 2A will work too. Okay. Yeah. CI will. Which, whichever it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yep, thank you so much, you guys. We appreciate awesome. it. Great. And we want, we want to thank us. you guys for tuning <laughs> into another episode of the CR Live Agent Pursuit. Don't forget to uh, follow us on Facebook. Uh, sorry, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, subscribe to us, agentpursuit.com, and we also have our, <laughs> just another second, we're not done yet, and um, you guys can catch this episode as well as our future episodes on iTunes Podcasts. This is and your first podcast, we didn't tell first you podcast. Well done. podcast, well done. Oh, yeah, so I don't very, even know what a podcast is. Very good, very good. <laughs> you had no idea. I don't even so know what it is. iTunes or anywhere else you can subscribe to podcasts. Um, all the best, and we'll catch up to you guys next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.